What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. You put your hand down on the check, you look at them in the eyes, and you calmly say, you know what? I got this. I got it. Don't worry about it. I'll pay for it. And then you pay for it and it really belittles them, makes them feel like shit. Yes, they got a free meal out of it. But trust me, a man's ego is the most fragile thing after their balls. (laughs) Their balls are probably a little more fragile, but then their ego is second. So not only are you letting them know this will never happen again, but you let them know I'm the daddy. I wear the pants. You're nothing compared to me. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the larger self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. I'm your big sister and your host, Violetta. Quick reminder before we get started to hit the subscribe button, whether you are currently listening on Spotify, on Apple, or you're watching the podcast on video on YouTube, correct? All of our Thursday episodes are now up on YouTube on Almost Adulting YouTube channel. So don't forget to subscribe so you will never miss an episode again. Today, I wanted to start off with confession corner, but instead of doing confession corner Reddit style, I wanted to bring back the OG confession corner And today we have confessions from you guys. I want to be able to involve you guys as much as possible because I love you. You're my besties and we're coming towards the end of the year and I just want to hear your voices more. (laughs) So today we have some confessions from y'all. This is going to be my first time listening to them the same way you guys are listening for the first time. So shout out to the people that called in. If you want to call in with a crazy confession, whether it's a wild sex story, a date gone wrong, crazy dream that you had, or just a shitty moment that you had and how you got out of it, you can now call the toll-free number at 424-278-4268. Once again, that is 424-278-4268. It is free for everyone to call. It's just a Google number and you leave a voicemail. I think it goes out after one minute. So you just have to call back and finish your story. And that's that. And anyone can call in this country and anywhere in the world. Just dial one before you dial the number if you are outside of the United States. Okay, besties. So let's hear what you have to confess today. I'm excited. Hi, bestie. Um, So this is less of a confessional and more of a kind of nightmare story. So I started working at a hotel. Um, I no longer work there. And the guy, the manager, kind of gave me creepy vibes right from the beginning. He interviewed me and asked for my number afterward, you know, just to contact the next interview. So then he texts me saying all these things like, you know, I've never interviewed somebody that has as many common interests as me. So he like, Ew. So he likes to snowboard, he likes to run, and, you know, we talked about that during the interview because they always ask you, you know, like, what do you enjoy doing? So anyway, this fast forward to, like, a month while working there. Now he's starting to text me, like, 
questions kind of pertaining to work while I'm there. But he has cameras that he watches us through. So he could remotely be watching us work at the hotel. So he would, it would just be things like, oh, you could close the door if you're going to go on the break or whatever. <sighs> goes on further. I don't know much about him. He's a young, you know, semi-attractive looking guy. So then he starts saying things like, can I take you for dinner and stuff like that. I was single at the time, and I figured he was single too. Later on, I find out that he is married with children. <laughs> now, it gets worse. The plot thickens. I thought they were divorced. I brought it up to him in conversation. Like, oh, yeah, she lives, you know, like out of town, blah, 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 Okay, blah. I have to stop this. So first to start with, this guy's so creepy. I'm going along with the story. I'm like, he is creepy. And I think to myself, you know, it's always the difference that us women make between a guy that we think is insanely creepy and a restraining order versus that's going to be my husband. And he really knows, you know, how to pursue me is attractiveness level. Basically, the difference between a guy who's fugly, then then it becomes creeping you out, get a restraining order, this is really weird, to a guy that's really attractive, then it becomes Fifty Shades of Grey. I love this. Oh, he's watching me on the camera. Should I get a little sexy? Should I button a little shirt? You know, that's always a difference of, for women between the creepy to like, yeah, that's my husband and we're about to do Fifty Shades of Grey. 75 at 100 shades of next level gray happening at work. But anyway, I was going along with her story. But what killed me was the fact that it went from creepy to then he asked me out and I was like, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so I guess I guess I guess he was more attractive side. And now she's like, oh, aside from him being incredibly inappropriate with me at work, only hiring me to have sex with me, he also has a wife. Of course he does. These people always do, of course. But okay. <laughs> So he watches her work. He only hired her to have sex with her. And he has a wife. He sounds like a catch. What could go wrong? And I was like, okay, that's fine. So we proceed to, you know, continue to meet and hang out. And he's flirty at work, but obviously not making it obvious. Anyway, we end up finally, after me dragging it on, because I feel kind of stuck about dating my, like, owner of the hotel I'm working at, we end up hooking up. Now, while we're hooking up, it was, like, the worst thing ever. He kept telling me to, like, I'm in doggy style, and he's telling me, like, move over here or get straight. And he's just, like, having the hardest time, like, having sex with me. So I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Is he not attracted to me? And he's like, just get on your stomach. So after this whole time, like, he's intermittently hard and soft. Finally, he gets hard, and I look back, and he's watching interracial porn on his phone. The fact that she had to define, he's watching interracial porn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but why why was that so necessary to bring up not regular porn interracial <laughs> okay i guess we're back in the 60s go on which mind you it was a black and white couple which i have no problem with so neither he or i are black or white so i'm just confused about that it was the worst experience ever like i hopped right off and asked him to like take me back to my car but it was the worst, like, traumatic. And then he was like, I feel so embarrassed. You have to do it again. And I'm like, dude, you were watching porn. Like, it was just the weirdest thing. Anyway, worst sex experience I've ever had. Okay. Wow. That is a lot to unpack. So for her, what made her throw the towel was the interracial porn. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't think that's what I think. I understand her perspective. I think her perspective is that because it's something a lot of women get offended by is if their partner or the person they're about to sleep with or sleeping with, a if they're watching, trying to watch porn while they're trying to have sex with you, obviously, red flag sounds like they have 
potentially a problem because they can only get hard from porn. But B, I have talked to women that take offense if their partner or person they're about to sleep with is watching porn of people that look nothing like themselves because then it makes them feel insecure. Like, are you not attracted to me? I think that's why. So I'm assuming that's the issue. Anyway, this is like a terrible experience. One thing that I did catch on from this is that he is the owner of the hotel. Okay, I did not realize he owned the hotel. That changes things. Have you considered getting pregnant by him? (laughs) I'm totally kidding. I did actually just watch a, a movie that just came out on Hulu called Sanctuary. And the guy was an owner of the hotel. He was about to get ownership of the hotel. He invited a sex worker to his place and they do this whole work through the whole thing. And now his father passed away. He's about to take over the hotel. And then she tries to figure out how she can get more money out of him because he says it's our last session because now that I'm going to be the owner of the hotel, I can't be doing things like this. And then it's like a whole thing. But in the end, it's actually quite romantic and they fall in love and they end up together. And I'm just one of those girlies that totally believes in that. Just like pretty woman. I'm like, that could happen to me. Maybe. (laughs) So kind of the same romantic thing where I'm like, this could be my life. If I just wish for it hard enough, that could happen. So anyway, I don't know what happened with the owner of the hotel that you were discussing with the who watches interracial porn, but I will have a guess and I will say that it didn't work out between the two of you. I will say it is an awkward thing if you do sleep with a boss or the owner of the place that you work at because It does get awkward if you go through a breakup and it must be really weird about because now you can't get fired, especially if there's a proper HR. He can't fire you because you can have a lawsuit. Me personally, if I slept with someone that was my boss and then he decided to let me know he had a wife, I mean, you were inside of me. We're together now. So good luck trying to get rid of me or fire me. I will ruin your life. At least that was me when I was younger. So maybe that's why. None of my bosses ever tried to sleep with me because I would have ruined their whole life. So anyway, best of luck with that. Sounds like he had a porn problem. So I guess you, you know, good riddance. If I were you, I would even count that as a number. I don't even think he really entered you. So you know what? Doesn't count. If you don't come, it doesn't count, which is why I'm still a virgin. So, okay, moving on to the next confession. Let's see. Hey, Bestie. Hi, Bestie. Sorry about the construction noise, but I wanted to tell you this story I have about a terrible date I went on. When I was young and dumb, I took a job in D.C., and I was super excited because the dating pool was a lot bigger than where I'm from, and I took that as an opportunity to try and find somebody who wasn't interested in their cousin like where I'm from. And Wait, what? Wait, did she say cousin? (laughs) Hold on. I think she said cousin, but you know what? We have to move on, so let's go. Let's keep going. I got on a Tinder, and the one guy I was talking to told me that he was very old-fashioned, and he wanted to take me on a date, but he wanted to pick me up. And I said that that would be fine because I have four male roommates, and I figured if anything were to happen, they would probably intervene. So I gave this man my address. He showed up in a station wagon. Good for him. He has a car. But the guy who got out was the same guy from the photos, but about 10 years older. And I was like, hmm, okay, maybe he's just a little insecure, but I really want to see this movie. So we get to the movie theater, and he goes up to 
the ticket master or whatever, and he gets himself a ticket but not me. <gasps> and I said, okay. I bought myself a ticket, and we get inside, and we pick our seats, and this man will not shut the fuck <laughs> up. He is talking and talking and talking throughout the whole beginning of the movie, asking me questions about this movie that I myself have never seen before. <laughs> and it's not a whisper. It's loud enough for everybody in the theater to hear. And then he decided to take his shoes and his socks off and stick his bare-ass feet on the chair in front of him. There were people sitting two chairs down from the chair that he had his feet on in the row in front of us. I said, I need to go to the bathroom. So I went and I hid in the ice cream parlor right next door for about three hours. Because I was afraid if he came out and saw me waiting for an Uber, he'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? We're here to watch a movie. So let's just say that was the very first experience of my city life. And I ended up moving home six months later. Back to the country. Love you, bestie. Bye. Okay, I love you too, bestie. Secondly, I'm obsessed with that Southern accent. That was the best accent I've ever heard. I'm actually listening to, I've been reading and listening to this book by Matthew McConaughey called Green Light. And he has somewhat of a country accent, I think, or sometimes he makes it more apparent when he speaks of his parents and how they speak. So I've been really just obsessed with this type of accent. So that was really fun to listen to. Thank you for sharing. So, yeah, I'm sorry, but here's what you need to do. If you ever go on a date, forget the fact that they lied on their profile and they're 10 years you know, older at that point. I'm just going to assume that any romance you're looking for is most likely out the door if you're looking for them to have good morals or values. I mean, if they're already lying within the minute they see you, say goodbye to that. But if you ever go on a date and... For whatever reason, and you are old-fashioned your own way. Because by the way, this guy said he's old-fashioned. If he's so old-fashioned, he would have paid. like, And he would have also opened the car door for her. That's old-fashioned. So obviously, he's not unaware of what old-fashioned means. I think he just thought old-fashioned meant his photos <laughs> that he lied about. But okay, if you ever get to an opportunity, uh, not an opportunity, if you get to a point where you're on a date and you believe that the man should pay on a first date, on a second date, and so on, because that's where you hold your values, and there's nothing wrong with that since I am that way as well. You put all this money into looking good for this dude. You put all this money into your nails, your hair, your outfit. So the least he can do is pay for your dinner or a movie ticket. So if you get to a point that suddenly they say, oh, let's split it, then you do, you laugh, and you say, oh my God, I am so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. I thought we were on a date. I didn't realize you just wanted to be friends. Of course, I'm so silly. I must have gone the wrong idea. And then you pay. That's the simplest way, in my opinion, that you can go about the, these things because then they'll feel embarrassed and they'll say, oh, my, wait, no, we are on a date. And now they'll, you know, probably feel embarrassed and they'll fully pay for it. And then you can never talk to them again. Or you just completely embarrass them and they feel silly and hopefully they don't do that to the next person. And that's also the easiest way to get out of it by kind of letting that person know, I'm not interested in going out with you because you can't even pay for this dinner. No, thank you. I mean, what do you expect? A hand job and me paying half? I don't think so. But then the second thing that you can do if you ever get to a point where they decide to split the bill, this one is the more aggressive way. This is the Russian or Scorpio way. <laughs> 
if you believe that a man should pay and now you're on a date with somebody that decides to have the audacity to say, do you want to split it or can you cover it? No, they said, do you want to split it? Then you say, you put your hand down on the check, you look at them in the eyes and you calmly say, you know what? I got this. I got it. Don't worry about it. I'll pay for it. And then you pay for it and it really belittles them, makes them feel like shit. Yes, they got a free meal out of it. But trust me, a man's ego is the most fragile thing after their balls. <laughs> their balls are probably a little more fragile, but then their ego is second. So not only are you letting them know this will never happen again, but you let them know I'm the daddy. I wear the pants. You're nothing compared to me in that type of light. So those are your two options if you're on a romantic date and the man wants to split the bill with you and that is not what you are interested in doing. I've always been super open about my struggles on this podcast from my on and off battle with depression to any lows that I've experienced in my life because I now understand that you can enjoy the highs in your life if you don't also get to go through the lows in your life because the only way to get over them is through. I finally got to learn that I no longer need to hide my pain or my emotions or to pretend like they're not that important because they are. They take over your life, which is why I want to discuss Talkspace with you guys today. It's so important to have a therapist to talk about things with, to help you get through it. And sometimes friends just can't be there for you the same way that a therapist can, which is why Talkspace makes it easy to find a therapist that you like. It's convenient to meet online, at home, or wherever you are most comfortable. If you think seeing a therapist or psychiatrist will be helpful for you, but you feel like you may not have the time to actually find one or meet with them or for them, then guess what? Talkspace is for you. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting the help that you want easy, accessible, and affordable. So why wait? Sometimes people wait until something really bad happens to talk to therapists. And I'm telling you, you need to get one before you get to that point to find the tools that you need to cope in difficult times. With Talkspace, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with the provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions because it is mental health care made easy as it is online. Line. Talkspace can help with any specific challenges that you might be facing, and it's the number one online therapy platform with licensed therapists in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, and so much more. Talkspace is affordable and an in-network with most major insurers. And right now, as of my bestie and a listener of this podcast... You will get $80 off of your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash adulting to match with the licensed therapist today. So go to Talkspace.com slash adulting to get $80 off of your first month and show your support for my show and for your mental health. So that is Talkspace.com slash adulting. Okay, cool. Let's go to the next one. Hey, girls. I'm calling in from Chicago. This was in 2019, and it started off super chaotic. I had made plans with this guy to get pizza, and then he suggested we go bowling. I was late to dinner because I was super hungover. <laughs> we get to dinner. I get I meet him there, and on the way there, he had texted me and said, hey, I'm the guy in the back of the restaurant with a bowling ball. I thought he was legitimately joking. I didn't see the bowling ball throughout the entire like dinner. We just had some shots and a few slices of pizza. We get up. I realized that I left my debit card at the bar that I had been at the night before. 
But then I also realized that he legitimately had a bowling ball in a wheeled bag. So I was like, what is going on? We had to leave. He then proceeds to pick up his laptop case as well. And we have to go to the bar that I had been at the night before to get my debit card. So this guy has his wheeled bowling ball bag and his laptop case because he's like, oh, I'm on call. I legitimately had no idea what to do, but the bar that I had been at was near the bowling alley. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this guy a chance. We go to the bowling alley. I proceed to get hammered. He then tells me that he grew up in Vermont in a cult and had escaped. And he showed me, like, (laughs) photo proof and, like, all this documentation of all of the things. I then felt bad for him. We continue to get drunk together. We go to a bar. He left his laptop at the bar. So we had to, we were on my way to my apartment. We had to go back, get the laptop. We went back to my apartment. I licked his butthole and I never talked to him ever again. Love you. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, that sounds like a really great day. Am I, am I missing something? That sounds like she had a hell of a time. I mean, yes, he was part of a cult, but he obviously got out. So this man is working on himself. He's trying to better himself. Secondly, he has hobbies. I mean, the whole bowling thing, he carries a bowling ball around. So we love a man with hobbies. Thirdly, he has a job, I'm assuming, because he walks around with his laptop. So we love a man that's employed. So for me, it's three out of three. Number four... He let her lick his butthole. We love a man that is progressive. We love a man that's open to different things. So love that about him. So for me, I'm just seeing green flags. And also when she was like, he had a bowling ball and a laptop and I didn't judge him. Anyway, then we pre- I proceeded to get hammered. <laughs> like I love us women where we're like, we can do no wrong. <laughs> while we judge you know the men that we go on dates and we tell each other about the situation it's like he also probably didn't judge you for getting super hammered and just drinking one shot after the other after the other on your first date and then she also said we had to go pick up my credit card from the other bar from the night before because i got too hammered and i forgot it there i think it was really nice of him to also not judge you for doing that so To me, I don't know why you guys never spoke again. Obviously, it was in 2019. Maybe he went back to his cult. But I feel like you really gave him an amazing memory. And to be fair, I love stories like this because sometimes you don't need to have more time with someone. Sometimes the one memory that you have that one night is more than enough. It's more than enough memories to last you a lifetime, to will always look back at that one night. And I think that's enough. Sometimes you don't need to go any further than that. So I think that's, what a fun night. At my age, in my 30s, I don't think that's something I'm looking forward to doing. Like I can't, I mean, she mentioned like seven different bars that they went to in one night. That's, that's like a, a week of bars for me. So good for you. That sounds like a lot of fun. I love that for you. Okay, she actually called and had a few stories for me. So let's listen to her next story. What a fun girl. Hey, girl. I'm calling in. This story is from the end of 2020. So the world had kind of started to open back up. And I was on the app. And I matched with this one guy. And he's pretty hot. He was of mixed race. And he came over to my apartment. And 
he just was like super charming and pretty sexy. And we just like smoked cigarettes and drank some beers. And then he went home and I was a good girl. And then we proceeded to like sex back and forth for like a week. And then he invited me over to his place and I asked, you know, if he could come pick me up. And he proceeded to tell me he could not. And I later found out why. But anyway, so I get to his apartment and I found out he was 45 and had a roommate. And then he proceeded to tell me later on in the evening, after we had sex, of course, that he had spent 15 years in prison for... Oh, of course. Of course he waited after they had sex. What a gentleman. That's every guy. After you have sex with him. By the way, I have a wife. By the way, I was in prison for for 15 years. Okay. For killing five people in a DUI. And so he did not have a license or a job. Almost regret laughing right before finishing hearing what she was going to say. I was not expecting that conclusion of why he went to jail. So I take back my laughing. So after they had sex, he let her know that he went to jail for 15 years for killing, what did she say, five people from a DUI? Jesus. And the sex lasted about... 30 seconds after he had told me via text for the whole week how he was going to fuck me every which way. He then continued to text me on the holidays until I had to block him and he would randomly reach out all the time and telling me that he wanted to fuck my brains out. So anyway, that's a tail of bait and switch from a man. So yeah, I've been on plenty of bad days. <laughs> But that one was, yeah, one of the top five worst days of all time. I mean, yeah, I think the cult guy, the guy from the cult from Vermont sounds like a winner. Honestly, he sounds great compared to this guy. I think he kept texting her because she was probably the the first girl to actually sleep with him probably in years. And he was hoping that I don't even know what to say. Sorry, I'm I <laughs> that really threw me off. I'm so shocked by the fact that. What he did, I don't know how to act normal now. I don't have any jokes of me. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm feeling uncomfortable and it didn't even happen to me. So yeah, that sounds like a terrible date. I would block that guy immediately. And of course, I guess it doesn't matter who you are, whether you're a good guy or a bad guy. It's always the same thing with guys where they let you know what they're going to do to you nonstop in text. And then when it comes down to it, it's the worst in the last 20, 30 seconds. That's why I say aim for low expectations. You don't need to brag about how amazing you are. Let your act prove it. You know, everything I do in life, I prefer to undersell myself. So then no matter what I do, people think I'm amazing. I don't like the whole, so maybe it's a woman's ego, but I don't think so because I do walk around with a man's ego. But I'm telling you guys, all the men listening, undersell yourself. Either don't let them know what you're going to do to them or let them know, you know what? Sex is going to be all right. Look, I come really fast the first time I have sex with someone new, but guess what? The second time, now that's going to last 20, 30 minutes. By the way, I've heard guys tell me that before. So kind of, you know, low expectations and then amazing outcome. You welcome. If that's the one thing you can take away from that confession, let it be that. 
Anyway, besties, thank you so much for listening to another Tuesday episode of Almost Adulting. Thank you so much for calling in. I hope more of you will call in. This was really fun, especially, I mean, all the calls were really great. You guys are hilarious. I love my besties. I hope you have an amazing week. We have an amazing Thursday episode this week where I discuss dreams and their meaning and cool facts about dreams. I did all this research. So it's a really cool, interesting episode to kind of, because I was thinking about Halloween. So I wanted to do a really mysterious type of episode. So looking forward to that. And I love you. Bye.